0: Let's see here. Um, let's clear up two things. Good enough is really my last name. I get that all the time. Is that really your last name? Yes. Um, and I am this tall as well. I am. <laughs> that, it is real. Um, I'm six foot one, so no one needs to ask me all weekend how tall I am. <laughs> So I'm kicking us off tonight, which again, I don't know, is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea? We'll see. I'm going to talk a little bit about um, living an unedited life. It struck me as I was thinking about um, what I wanted to speak about and what the Holy Spirit was leading me on, um, that we really live in a culture where much of our relating um, and connecting to others takes place on social media or various platforms, Um, So we do a lot of relating on Facebook or Twitter or blogs or um, Instagram, and then we comment on those things. And with all of that social media and opportunity to connect, we have the opportunity to edit ourselves. Um, We can edit what we choose to present of ourselves. We can edit our comment. We can write it out and be like, no, no, no that's not cute enough, that's not cool enough, that's not affirming enough, or you know, that's not rude enough, and edit, edit, edit. I don't do that. But, um, so we have this opportunity to edit ourselves. I really I, I know that we've always had that opportunity whether we're in live and in person with people we can choose what we share with people. Um, we can choose how we present ourselves, what we wear, the angle that we stand, um, all these different types of things. but with um, social media and, um, and, and all of those types of platforms, it kind of takes it to a new level. One of my favorite platforms on social media is Instagram. I think it's a really fun place where people can share photos of their lives. And I have an Instagram account and I love to snoop around and look at other people's pictures that they that they choose. And something that strikes me is that people really seem to live really beautiful lives. I mean, have you ever seen coffee look so good? I mean, you're like, someone takes a picture of, of their coffee cup and they have this like tea towel just curved perfectly with a single carnation or not a carnation, that's not cute enough, a Gerber a daisy. And they take this picture and it's just like, the most beautiful thing and you think, oh my gosh, my coffee's just kind of boring. Um, so you look at people's pictures and um, I, I follow this one person in particular, we'll call her Jessica, and she, literally, you guys, her coffee, her donuts, her scones, her bag from the farmer's market that she takes a picture of, it's just absolutely beautiful. And she just lives what I can see from social media, from this in, all of her Instagram posts, just looks perfect, looks idyllic. And then one day, I saw her husband's Instagram account, and her husband's Instagram account is all about taking pictures of her taking pictures. (laughs) So suddenly, that cup of coffee and that tea towel and that photo, and you see then, you see his picture of her taking that picture, and you realize, oh my gosh, her home's kinda dirty. (laughs) Like, oh, I have that broken-down table from Ikea, too. You know, you see this fuller context of of the picture, and you're like, oh, that's just kind of average. Like, I can relate to that. I live in that kind of a home Or she's got this perfect um, setting on a mantle, and it's just like, wow, that's amazing. They're on vacation. This place she's on vacation is amazing. And then you see her husband's picture of her taking the picture, and it's like, oh, that's kind of a dumpy vacation rental. Um, I. Well, you, someone might think that. Um, so, so what she chooses to focus on versus the fuller picture, it's two very different things. One of them I look at and I go, wow, my life's pretty boring. It's a little bit on the lame side. And then the other, when I'm seeing the fuller picture, I'm like, hey, I can relate to that. Or I've stayed there. Or I've looked at that. Or I've had that too. Um, so it's just that different perspective. Um, I have a friend, so I had my baby um, like 18 months ago at this point, and, and she had twins at the same time, so I thought, great, here's someone I can be real with, we can talk, we can be honest about stuff, and I'm saying, hey, how are you doing? And her response is, really, really good. <laughs> uh, oh, well, how's it going? How's sleep going? Really, really good. <laughs> I'm like, Wow. Like, um, do you even, do you pee a little bit when you laugh or when you sneeze? <laughs> me either, I don't either. Um, your hair falling out a lot in the shower? No, me, mine either, but I've heard that it does happen. Um, so there's this in-person opportunity that we have too to say, hey, everything's great, everything's good. Or we have the opportunity to say, hey, I'm tired, I'm struggling, or things are changing, or I'm worried about this, or I'm fearful of that. Um, I am totally guilty of editing. I have done it. Uh, my husband and I got to go to New York a few years ago and go to a really amazing party. And it was one of those parties where, you know, it's happening in New York. I don't know if they were in New York. I'm going to get a really fancy outfit, and we're going to have the time of our lives. And so we did. It was wonderful. I'd be happy to tell you about it anytime. time. Um, <laughs> And the only picture I had from the evening of him and I were wearing black, it's in a dark environment, but it's December and I am pasty and white. And the angle of the picture is such where it's my husband and me and my huge white arm. <laughs> like literally, it was December, my arm was pressed up against my side. It was in the foreground. I, it looked maybe like my husband was in the picture, but really what there was was a super big arm. <laughs> and I was blogging at the time, and of course you wanna put, you've want to you led up to it. We're going to New York, here's the dress I chose, and of course you have to like show a picture at the party. And that was the picture, so guess what I did? I found every crop and scissor and clip and whatever tool to edit. And we started the photo about right here. And we cut it from here on over. So what you saw was my husband and me and a very slender arm. <laughs> I would be happy to show you the real picture sometime. It is, it is interesting. <laughs> so what I wanted to talk a little bit about is how we choose to present ourselves in person and in all of these other ways. And this weekend, I want to say, let's have the courage to show our unedited life. And I was, as I was praying about this, God said, Laura, you need to go first. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to go first in showing you my unedited life. But first, I'm going to show you my picture-perfect life. So there should be a photo. Oh, good. That's a good one. The arm. It's all about the angle. Doesn't that look good? Okay. I had a professional take this for my website. Um, so if I were to show come up here and present myself to you guys. This is what I would really want to present to you guys. This picture of myself that's taken by a professional, it's probably been touched up or something along those lines. And then I would want to say to you all of the high points, the achievements, the good things that I can kind of hide behind and feel really safe about. So I might say something about um, that I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, that I've owned my own practice for 12 years, and I know you're like, what? She's only 25, how can that Be. Um, It's true. I was super young when I got started. Um, I'm a professor at Corbin um, University in their graduate program for counselors. I'm a supervisor for new counselor. I've had the opportunity in my super short life to travel all over the world. Um, I actually love to grocery shop and meal plan and make meals. Oh, you guys are loving me now. (laughs) And I love to host dinner parties at our house. Um, I have a husband who wholeheartedly supports me in being my own person and pursuing my dreams. Um, and I have a sweet little family, my little son, and we have dinner around the table as a family together almost every night. So, how do you feel about me upon hearing that? More importantly, how do you feel about you? Do you feel closer to me after hearing that kind of sketch of my life? Do you feel more connected? Or do you start to do what I tend to do when I'm seeing other people's good stuff as I start to compare myself? Then I start to feel like I haven't accomplished enough. And then you know what I do? I draw conclusions about what the rest of that person's life must look like. So you might be sitting out there going, gosh, look at that picture, listen to all of those things wow, she's got a good, she's got a good life, an easy life, everything's, everything's really great, and then all of a sudden, your life isn't as great as you, isn't as great as you thought it was, maybe even just a few minutes ago, so now what I'm going to do is, you are welcome to show this picture now, oh yeah, (laughs) oh yeah, I'm just sorry it couldn't be larger, you know? I've actually showed this picture before at a retreat that I spoke at that had a, a room about this size, and so um, now I now understand why I didn't delete this. The, the The reason this picture even came about was that I had gotten an iPad a few years ago, and I wanted to take a picture of the sunrise out the front window. <laughs> yep, and you know the camera orientation thing; it was clearly facing me, and I took that picture, and I was like, "Wow." Truth be told, I probably took 10 of those, but (laughs) trying to figure it out. And this one remains. If you would have said, I need a picture of you first thing in the morning, you know I would have gone to bed with makeup on. So this was really the only way you're going to get an uh, unedited picture of me. So. So if I show you this picture of how I look when I get up in the morning, and you don't need to feel sorry for me, you should probably feel sorry for my husband. (laughs) I don't know I look that bad. (laughs) And then I told you these things, that I struggled for 25 years with insecurity and issues related to body image, that I have ridden a very tumultuous ride of coming to accept this physical body of mine. And you know, I came to some really amazing points of healing over the last few years, and then I got pregnant. So guess what? Some of those chapters are back and open again. That I spent the first five years of my marriage held captive by my unhealthy patterns of codependence. Maybe it would be more accurate to say my husband was held hostage by my unhealthy patterns of codependence that he and I spent the majority of our first couple of years in counseling and that most of our discretionary income was spent on that as well. You know, when your friends are newly married and they're taking vacations and going to Hawaii and buying their houses and their cars and you're like, yeah, we're going to counseling twice a week. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. That these days, it's always good to talk about things in the past, right? Because, oh, those are in the past, and those are healed, and I'm okay now. Um, But it's really important to share what you're struggling with these days. So these days, I am working through my irrational sensitivity to feeling left out that is deeply rooted in middle school trauma and family of origin dynamics. It's actually prompted me in the last few months to get back into counseling because it's like, you know what, at 38... Really, am I still that middle schooler looking out my window, watching the kids across the street at the party that I wasn't invited to every time I see friends on Instagram posting pictures of themselves together and then I'm suddenly that girl in that bedroom watching everyone have fun without me? I have also been dealing with anxiety to the point of being overwhelmed and I'm looking into the deep patterns um, that I have inside of myself of being responsible that were entrenched um, in childhood. So like most people, I continue to struggle with wanting people to think well of me. Being up here is really great for that. Um, And I try and control how I'm perceived. So like everyone else, Like you, I need help. I have things that are messy, imperfect, undone, and even broken inside of me that I can't fix. On my own, anyway. How do you feel differently after seeing this photo and after hearing those things? Do you have a different feeling about me or about us or about our connection after hearing and seeing those things? I have a guess that you do because I know that when I'm somewhere and I hear from people sharing what's real for them, what's hurting, what's broken, I'm drawn in. I actually like them a little bit more than I did when they stood up there and were all perfectly perfect. So do you feel like I'm more relatable? Do you feel like we're maybe even a little more connected? Do you feel like, hey, I can, you know, I've had those struggles too. Like, I get that. Or at the very least, do you even feel slightly more comfortable acknowledging your own stuff, um, your messy side, because I just did? And that's really my hope, that in coming up here and hopefully kind of laying it out there and setting the tone, that you guys would feel a little more permission yourselves or a little more desiring of your, in yourselves to do the same thing this weekend and as you go back home. And we can take that picture down anytime. <laughs> You know, I'm seeing her look back at me and I'm like getting real depressed. <sighs> so when we have the courage, you guys, to share this fuller, unedited picture, so not just zoning in and those things that, you know, get zoned in on those pictures or those, those other things that were nice and happy and, and, and good that I shared, those are also true, But having the courage to share that fuller, unedited picture of our lives, we make way for three really powerful healing agents. The first one is validation. And and validation from ourself by saying, hey, this is a part of me that's messy. This is a part of me that's imperfect. This is a part of me that is broken or undone. I'm validating that. I'm not ignoring it. I'm not denying it. I'm not soft playing it. I'm owning it, that I've got this thing that is not really okay. So that validation, super powerful in the process of healing. You cannot get healed what you don't acknowledge to be sick or unwell or broken. So validation. Validation from yourself yourself. And then also validation from someone else. As a counselor, I'm in this privileged position to get to hear people's stuff and to hear what they've got to say, what's going on and the brokenness that's happening in their lives or the places that are hurting or need help. And part of the healing process, a really significant part of the healing process is that being in that with somebody and validating that I see that too or I'm, I'm in that with you. So that validation from yourself, and then that validation that someone else can bring by saying, hey, I see that too, and I'm with you in that. And out of that comes, I think, the biggest gift, and that's connection. The C, I don't think that's an official C in any kind of sign language, is for connection. (laughs) I do that because connection is so powerful, you guys. Connection is when someone sees into your stuff and is in that stuff with you and you feel that powerful connection that they can relate and they can say, hey, me too, I get it. And then the third powerful healing agent is hope. When we have validated that something is wrong or amiss or broken or not well or that we're in need of something, and then we get that connection of someone else saying, Hey, me too, I see that too, and I'm with you in this, that brings hope. And hope comes through that, but also comes through the work of Jesus Christ and what He wants to do um, in the situation. I don't, my personal thought is that He does not illuminate things in our lives just to be like, hey, look, sore spot. Just want you to feel that. He illuminates these things. He shows us these places because he wants to heal it. So by us going with him on that, acknowledging it ourselves, talking to someone else about it, that brings that possibility, that hope for that healing. So the verse I came with tonight And this is just totally him, how this came into being. And I'll tell you about how that came in some other time if you want to. But it's 1 John 1.7. It says, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. And how I'm reading this is, if you'll just go with me on this, but if we are living in the light... And the light is the truth. If we are living in the truth of us, fully exposed, the whole picture, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with others. And fellowship, as defined by, is relationship between people who share interests and feelings. To me, that's connection. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin, meaning his healing work can fix what is broken and heal what is hurt and ultimately change us. So I want to leave you with two questions. And these are personal to you. What do you edit out? What is messy in your life? What is undone? what is broken, what is imperfect, what is painful, what longing is unfulfilled? What are you desiring? How have you been or how are you disappointed right now? Where are you discouraged, hopeless, chaotic, fearful, or stagnant? So what do you edit out? That thing that's coming to mind right now and you're like, yeah, no, that's not it. Yeah, it's it. (laughs) That's it. And this is the biggie. How might the Holy Spirit want to use that to connect you to others and bring you hope? This weekend... And as you go back home, be on the lookout for this, you guys. The Lord wants to do something with that place in you. Don't keep it hidden. I didn't. Keep it coming. So, my challenge for us this weekend is let's all of us, let's all of us choose connection with each other and with God this weekend by having the courage to relate in what is real what is raw, and what is unedited.